think so. Oh, got the All right, here we go, man. Let's up. fucking do this. Good evening, guys. It's <coughs> Wednesday night, October 26, 2022. We took a bye week last week. We sure did. We sure did. But we deserved it. I mean, after, you know, four or five weeks of consistent podcastery, uh, I, th- I think we deserved a break. No way. Nah. We fucked up. <laughs> we shouldn't have taken a break. We should have. We, we should have. have. But, that um, is that is mostly my fault. Yeah, yes. it's Sam will take all the blame. I will. I will one hundred percent. I actually almost did a solo cast. That would have been sweet. Yeah, next time. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe I, like if you ever had the bailout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be a solo cast. <laughs> I want to hear that, dude. It should be an interesting one. Yeah. Just have to be like the next Colin Coward. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Come up with some crazy storyline about <laughs> Baker Mayfield and how he's a terrible person. And a terrible quarterback. And a terrible quarterback. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm sure he's a pretty good person, but as NFL standards are concerned, Baker Mayfield not, has not had a great uh, time on his new team, Carolina. Certainly it has not. Uh, we'll certainly talk about the Panthers during this, this podcast as we always start with the NFL. But um, let's start by talking about Thursday Night Football. Tomorrow night, we have the Ravens and the Bucks. Should be a pretty good game. Um, the line right now is 45 and a half. Uh, so we can expect it to be relatively high scoring for NFL standards. I mean, offense has taken a bit of a dip this entire season in in terms of just scoring efficiency. But um, who do you like in this matchup, though? Uh, it's it's pretty easy for me to pick on this one. Um, I am not going with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They are in trouble. They are. Not only are they going up against the potential MVP of the National Football League and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. But they're also doing it with a depleted secondary. So Antoine Ooh. Winfield, he's going to be out. Carlton Davis third, he's going to be out. Anthony Chesley uh, <coughs> is going to be out. Logan Ryan, out. So you got four Yikes. starters. I think, oh, sorry, three of them are starters. Um, I, I believe Logan Ryan is not the starting safety. But anyway, four players that play mm-hmm. in the secondary are going to be out of this game. Right. Uh, it's going to be a lot easier for Lamar Jackson to be able to work the ball downfield, uh, despite having an already run-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. So the line right now, though, has the Bucks favored by one. As a betting man, I'm I'm fading Tom Brady and the Bucks in this game. What do you think, Sam? I would too. I would too. I mean, Tom Brady's lost his marriage. He's um, lost. It's fucked up, man. Yes, it is. He's he's lost um, pr- pretty much the first half of this season. Like all that potential going downhill. Um, Lost his marriage, man. Yes, the poor man. I mean, dude, they they did start well to, to begin the year at, at two and one with with wins over the Jets and the and the Pats, Tom's old team. Yeah, uh, losing of course to the Dolphins in, in week two. So I mean, they did start out all right, but damn, dude, things have been going downhill um, since then. Ever um, since the news of the divorce. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. That was I mean, the end of the beginning. He hasn't been getting that much help, though, from some key receivers on his team with Mike Evans quite literally dropping a pass that hit him in the hands. Oh, my goodness. Wide in open. Fact, it not only did it hit him in the hands, but he like flipped it <laughs> like 20 yards forward somehow. <laughs> I'm not saying you got to catch all the passes, but, man, that looked ugly. Yes, I, I feel like that failed catch epitomizes their season, season right now, yeah. And that was the first so drive much. of the game. I think yeah. if they scored there, it's probably a different game. Uh-huh. I mean, not only no do you doubt. gain confidence on a, on a first drive touchdown, but you also are showing them already that Tom Brady is here to ball and can still throw the deep ball. Yep. Very true, dude. Very true. He's still Mike. elite. It's, it's not Brady. It's not Brady. No, I'm not it's not. I'm not going to say dude. it's all on Brady. No, it's not. He's getting no help, no protection. The man's a statue. If you don't have an O-line to protect him, then mm-hmm. you know he, he can't do what Brady does. He just, he just needs... A little more time. It's like one of the quickest releases in the league. But that's very true. That's very true. I have to um, pardon myself for this massive mistake. I was reading the first three games, yeah, not of the Buccaneers schedule, but of the Ravens yeah. schedule. I was going to say, I accidentally I said that. Like, I, I'm I, sorry, I don't folks. Think they're playing the AFC East this I'm year. I'm sorry, man. folks. But then, then again, Tom Brady beat, beating the Jets is also oh, is old news as well. Yes, very true. Very true. Um, yeah, that is that is my bad. Um, to my credit, though, the the Bucks did start off the season at two and one. Although two and zero, right, right, yeah. right. Yes, correct. Two and zero. 
All right, well, let's move on. I'm sorry. We got Thanks. the Chicago Bears, 10 a.m. start, kicking on the Cowboys in Arlington, Texas. Right mm-hmm. now, the Cowboys are a big-time favorite, nine and a half. Yes. Almost double digits. Yes. In fact, to cover, you're going to need a double-digit win. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Sam? I'm going to take the Cowboys in this matchup, bar none. They have... Provided me with so many dividends in fantasy football with their defense. Absolutely tremendous, dude. Mm -hmm. Ranked first overall. So efficient against the pass. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, the Bears, they certainly looked good against the Pats last week. But, I mean, the the Pats were were kind of trying to find themselves offensively last week and just didn't have an answer. So their their defense was constantly put in tough spots on the field. But um, Cowboys certainly here. And... I expect them to win by at least 13 points. Yeah, it's going to be a home game. It's going to be Dak's second game back. Right. Uh, I watched most of the Cowboys game last week. Uh-huh. And, you know, Dak just looked slow to start. But in the second half, the offense really got things going. He was working the ball around to multiple receivers from Noah Brown to CeeDee Lamb. Zeke had a little bit more pep in his step. I, from a fantasy perspective, I'm pretty sure he had his best week of the yeah. season last week. Looking good. Outside of that, though, if Dak isn't feeling in rhythm, you know it's going to be tough for the Chicago defense to, to keep him in check, especially since they just got rid of Robert Quinn or they traded Robert Quinn for a uh, for for a draft pick to yep. throw out the Eagles. Yep. So they're going to be without one of their best pass rushers. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, Quinn offers the the Eagles quite a bit of hope with that presence on the defense. Uh, they're basically line. reloading now. Yeah, they are. They've they got. Are. A formidable defense, right? Right, extremely formidable defense. Certainly, one of the reasons they're they're undefeated. Yeah, yeah. But going back to the, to the Cowboys and the Bears, I don't I don't foresee Justin Fields being able to do, do all that much with his offense no. against uh, <clears throat> a very stout Cowboys front. Mm-hmm. Very stout Cowboys. Front. I'm excited to see what what happens, like how the Cowboys can match the 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 potential and the hype right now. Yeah, you know. Well, Trayvon Diggs, despite how much shit he gets from everybody. For blowing coverages, and granted, you know, like like any corner, any safety, the coverages are going to be blown. Just part of the game at this point. Yeah. Um. He he he's second in the league right now. I think with with eleven pass breakups. I got gotcha. you. Uh, um. <clears throat> I think I think oh, Sauce Gardner, the rookie, has more. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, okay. Okay. If I'm correct. You are correct, my friend. Yeah. Very impressive. Thanks, man. Good job. Thanks, man. Good job. I did. I did some research today. <laughs> I can tell it's paying off. Had yes, to get sir. that stat down. Uh huh. Dude, that's just one of those need to know stats. It is need to know. Fantastic work. It is dude. need to know. But speaking of chance, Sauce Gardner, that's a good segue into the next matchup we have this week. Um, it's going to be Patriots Jets. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We're going to go off my list on the computer, not the one on the whiteboard. I guess sure. This, you know, the yeah. Patriots are a favorite team on my ESPN favorites app here. Anyway, uh-huh. I got you. Um, three and four Patriots going into New Jersey, taking on the very hot New York Jets at five and two. Right now, New England's coming in as a road favorite at minus two and a half. Oh, uh, frankly, since they don't even know who their starting quarterback should be, I know Mac Jones uh, took ninety percent of the first team snaps today. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. So he's in line to start. Uh huh. Um, but. I like fading the Patriots on this one and taking the Jets to improve to six and two. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I mean, the the Jets have looked great, and despite losing Brees Hall yeah. to that that torn ACL, I mean they they have Michael Carter as the backup. They just signed James um, Robinson too, and exactly right, right, right. So I think they keep the momentum rolling here. Going to take down the Pats um, at at home. So I I definitely see. The Jets winning here by a touchdown. Yeah, but Belichick has owned the Jets too. He really has. So you gotta keep the. <coughs> yes. Oh, excuse me. Bless Sorry you. about that. So no. yeah, you definitely gotta keep that in mind when you're uh, picking on who's gonna win. True. I mean, True. I think Belichick's record versus the Jets in the past twenty years is <coughs> unbelievable. Excuse me. I gotta take a quick sip of water here. Yes. <clears throat> All right. You know, as I was saying, so yeah, I think Belichick's record against the, against the Jets has got to be what, like ninety two percent win percentage against them. Pretty much, yeah. The the Jets, um, as of last year, twenty twenty one, they've they've lost twelve straight to the the Patriots. The Patriots, yeah. Damn. So, 
six straight seasons. Yep, yep. Of Bill Belichick is dominating you. Yes. Two two seasons now without Tom Brady. I think that that streak breaks this this weekend. I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to agree. The Patriots are in trouble. Yes, they are. All right, let's go on to the London, London, London. We're coming down like London, London, London. On ESPN Plus, baby. Yeah, Broncos, Jaguars. <laughs> That's wow. all I got to say about that game. Yeah, this this game, there's a reason it's playing at 6.30 Although, in the morning. the Jaguars no are watch. London's team. They are, dude. They're the team that's played the most in London. No doubt. Jacksonville. No doubt. But another, not another, but it's a sub-500 matchup on both sides again. Yeah. Freaking Hustle Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's going to be trouble for him, man. You mean High Knees Wilson. Yeah, yeah. High Knees <laughs> Hustle Wilson. What a clown, dude. Hustling, rustling. I mean, it's it's just been amazing to watch his internal implosion um, over the past few weeks. He he does not look the same quarterback as he did with the Seahawks. Granted, he, he doesn't have the, the weapons around him to really facilitate a, mm-hmm. a great offense mm-hmm. or at least a functional offense. He looks bad, dude. The Broncos yeah. are just bad TV, dude. Yeah, it's 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 been rough sailing for him. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been really rough sailing for him. But uh, Jacksonville is actually coming off a pretty tough loss to the New York Giants. Um, they are. This this is going to be a good opportunity, I think, for Russ and the Broncos to finally right the ship. It's not time to quite, you know, chalk this whole season up to a loss. I mean, yeah. if they can win a couple <clears throat> more games in a row. So they got Jaguars this week at the Tennessee Titans, home against the Raiders in the divisional matchup. All right, it's unlikely that they'll be able to catch the Chiefs in their or the Chargers in this division. Okay. Um, but you know, if they want to sneak into a very elusive wild card spot, then they're going to have to start winning some games. Yeah. But it's not quite time to cash it in yet. So the, I wouldn't be in the sell phase quite right now from the Denver Broncos. Plus, that's fair. You know, you, you inked Russell Wilson for what a five year deal, right? Like Fifty million dollars a year, or uh-huh. something like that. It's a fat. That's a yeah, it's, it's a it's it's a big paycheck and a big commitment. So mm-hmm. they're stuck with Russ. I know Bry- Bryce Ripian or Ripon, whatever the hell his last name is, stepped in and did. And I think did, his first name is Brett. Brett, uh, whatever. <laughs> Bryce Ripon. That's Ripon. funny as hell, dude. I'm gonna give the edge here to the Jaguars because this is really the first time um, so far in the NFL that we've seen. Trevor Lawrence really team up with Travis Etienne, Clemson teammates back yeah, in the Clemson day, teammates, yeah. and Travis Etienne stepping up into that starting role thanks to James Ruff Robinson go, going away. Um, I think that that chemistry that chemistry still exists. The Clemson between chemistry. those those two, so I think they'll be in a good rhythm. I'm I'm taking Jags here. Yeah, same, 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 same. So far, we've been. Unanimous in our picks. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the Panthers and the Falcons to, in Atlanta. Yep. All right, the Falcons are four and a half point favorites at home. I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah. Struggling Panthers offense. I'm surprised they're not favored by more. The The Panthers really are, in my opinion, the second worst team in the NFL next to the Dolphins. Um, but they've the the Panthers, the poor Panthers, dude. They do not look good. I mean, they they have a huge question mark at quarterback arguably the most important position on the field um and i mean they're facing off against the falcons and marcus mariota there has he's he's been good like he's he's brought back a a, a bit of the life that he had when he first entered the, the nfl mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so it'll be fun to see what what happens there um for this matchup i am taking the falcons though i i do not think the the panthers um have have much of, of a chance here playing at the Mercedes Benz. You know, the Panthers Dome. are coming off a big win. They are upsetting Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna have to agree with you as well. Falcons get back to 500. Yes. All right. Yes. Dolphins. Lions. Ooh. The lonely lions. The lonely lions. The lowly lions as well. Do they are they the, the only team in the NFL with just one win? Uh, I think the Raiders. No, they want two wins. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they are last. Oh, the Texans have one win. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, shoot. This this could be my my upset of of the week here. <clears throat> I want to take the the Dolphins. I'm, I mean, they've they've had a very a, a surprisingly efficient offense despite being such a terrible team overall. Um, I think they have a bit of an edge over the. The Dolphins here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the the Lions. Man, you're really critical on the Dolphins, man. They're, I am. 
They're four and three right now. Like, they are. They're, like they're above five hundred. They're the worst team in the league. <laughs> that's a hot take. That's an extremely hot take. Scorching hot. That's like <laughs> hunting dolphins hot take, man. Like <laughs> That's right, dude. That's crazy. Spearing them. That's crazy. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I think I think the, the Lions do have a chance to win at home. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But we're going to find out if that top 10 offense of the Lions is legit or not heading into uh, yes. week seven of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Goff, you know, still can throw the throw the rock around. They got the ninth rank rushing attack in the league. Um, overall, the Dolphins offense it all runs through Tua and Tyreek. So if that connection can stay hot, mm-hmm. then they're going to walk away at this one. But if you leave the Lions in the game, I mean... The Lions have played like the Lions have played so far, but at some point, something's got to break their way. Right, right. It's going to be this game at home. Unfortunately, I've seen them lose a lot of games at home over the years. So I don't think it's going to be this week. Dolphins as well. Okay, okay. Cardinals and the Vikes. It's not a primetime game. No. That means that Kirk Cousins is really going to ball out. Yes, dude. Going to put on a show for the fans. Uh, Definitely taking Minnesota here. Yeah, I like Minnesota here as well. Especially since that <clears throat> the new Call of Duty also came out last week, so I bet Kyler Murray is playing it right now. Oh, that's right. Skipping out on actually watching film. Like, as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I think he's watching film, but he's definitely putting a couple hours of of uh, COD at night. I, yes. I, I want to say he's not getting optimal sleep. I don't, he's probably not right. sleeping eight hours a night, you know? <laughs> that's funny, dude. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, the man is still a magician at, at quarterback. He's just... He's so agile. Um, I mean, for his size, I it's hard to believe he's five ten because when you you watch him on the field, he he looks like he's five foot seven. Just this this tiny man running around to everyone. Um, everyone. But still, I think the Vikings have one of of the more complete offenses in in the league in in um in both passing and rushing. So definitely gonna take the Vikings here. Hey man, I don't think yeah. we've really deviated from each other yet. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Raiders Saints. Raiders and Saints. It's in a, it's in New Orleans. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I like the Raiders here. I'm gonna go with because um, Derek Carr has has certainly shown promise this this year as um, kind of that under the radar quarterback like he's been most of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely um, underlooked, undervalued, but um, not un- underpaid or underperforming. So yeah. He's been good. Top 10 touchdown passes this this year so far. He's got nine on the season. Mm -hmm. What I'm really impressed by, though, is how Josh Jacobs has really come alive. Yes. In these uh, last few games. In fact, in the last five games, he's had 576 yards and 100 carries. He's he's on a torrid pace. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging almost six yards a carry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You give him the ball two times in a row, that's a first down machine. Right. I mean, he's, he's third right now in the NFL in... In rushing, yeah, he's tuned up, and frankly, he's given yeah. Las Vegas a chance to get back in the race. He is, you know, for a potential playoff spot. Uh huh. If they win this week, we'll put him back at three and four, you know, and, and then next thing you know, if they win their, their following week, let's see who they got in the schedule. Now they're going at Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and then they got a they got a real opportunity if they win this week to they start do. pulling their season back together after a sluggish start. Right, right, and then the Colts and the Broncos after the Jags. So mm-hmm. that's that's. A good opportunity to get three wins, right? There. Yeah, three wins, and then after the Saints, ultimately yeah. pull themselves up above five hundred. Uh huh. Uh huh. It'll be a long road, but not impossible. Long road to ruin. <laughs> so we're both taking the Raiders there, yeah. yeah. Right on. The Raiders okay. again, man. Okay. No parody so far. No parody. I, I'm us, sure man. there will be some parody to come. Fuck us. All right. <laughs> Steelers and Eagles. I think uh, this one is going to be probably the easiest decision I will make all week. Eagles. Yeah, it's the biggest spread. You know, it's Philadelphia minus eleven right now. Yep. At home, in Pittsburgh. Sorry, in Philadelphia. Uh huh. It's the Battle of Pennsylvania. It is. The Keystone Battle. Yes. Keystone State Battle. Yes. I mean, it it has the highest ticket price of any game this yeah. this week. Shit. Well, not the one in London. The one in London's more expensive. Uh, you can get tickets in London for as low as sixty four dollars. Oh shit! Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Wow. But Crazy. I think the lowest ticket for Steelers Eagles is two fifty. Wow! Yeah, dude. Yikes! Wow. Oh, you can get tickets to Titans Texans for twenty bucks, dude. Yeah, because Texans stink. Yeah, they yeah yeah they do. 
They stunk for a decade. They're a bit smelly, dude. I mean, they haven't been good since like, Andre Johnson was there. Oh, that's, that's been, right. That's been years Andre ago. Johnson and who was Matt that Schwab. running back? Matt Schwab was good. Um, Arian Foster. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. And they had one of Alfred Blue. Uh-huh. Alfred Blue. That's yeah. right. That's right. Remember dude. when they drafted Mario Williams instead of... Yes. Uh, who was the quarterback that they should have drafted instead of Mario Williams? Let's, let's yeah, go back it was, to that it was draft a, class, they, they drafted the defensive end, Mario Williams, mm-hmm. and it was a huge deal because I think that was the year that... He was drafted in, was in it, 06. Was it? 06. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Who was the second pick Reggie Bush Reggie Bush yeah okay yep yeah. And, and then Vince Young was third and DeBrickashaw Ferguson yeah AJ Hawk okay shout yeah, out yeah, yeah. Vernon Davis you got some names on that list that's a fun list dude Damn, that is I mean not to <laughs> Jay Cutler yes the Denver Broncos <laughs> Vanderbilt's finest oh my god dude that's fun that's fun what a class Santonio San Holmes huh huh damn yeah, that is wild that is wild. Dude. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Sealed the game. Yeah, Mario Williams, dude. I mean, he he was a baller. He, oh yeah, he was a great he was a great yeah. player. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, what? Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna take Reggie Bush. <laughs> <laughs> He's the greatest college running back ever. Like, yes, he is, dude. <laughs> yes, he is, yeah. dude. Mario was scary. He was a D end, yeah. but was six six three hundred. Oh yeah. my god, He's that's massive terrifying. DN. Yeah. And he also ran like a like a four six something like that. Let's see. Oh yeah, you're right. Four six six. Are you serious? Yeah, he's That's three hundred pounds. He's fast as hell. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, he had a oh vertical jump of God. forty inches, broad jump ten feet. Wow. Thirty five reps on the bench press. Jesus, he's a man among boys. He's just a dude. freak. He was a yeah. freak. Wow. He's a fucking freak. Yes, dude. He didn't have a terrible career. He had ninety seven half sacks in his in the NFL career. Sure. Sure. And how many games did he play, as I say? Let's see. Total tackles, 399. Yeah. Total games, 158. Yeah, so almost uh-huh. a sack uh, a sack every three quarters of a game. Yeah, I mean, played 10 full years. You think he has the potential to make the, no. uh, the Hall of Fame? No. no. I'll tell you right now. No. No. That's fair. No. That's fair. I was just thought saying no. <laughs> I don't keep on saying no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So speaking of Mario Williams, that will bring us to Titans Texans here, which could oh, be oh shit. A, but I didn't make my pick. Snore. For whatever oh. reason, man, I just feel like the Steelers are going to win this game. No so, yeah, way. They're, they're just going to sneak it out. No way. They're going to sneak it out somehow. Oh, they'll figure it out. That's that. That's a scorching hot take right there. Yeah, it is. Damn, it is. So you do, you see them winning, not just taking the spread, but winning. I think they're going to find a way to to, to pull this game. Damn. Out. Somehow. Somehow, Kenny Pickett is just gonna become a baller. Gonna pull one out of his ass. He, he's gonna he's gonna be literally an hour from home. Yeah, like he's he's he, he's pretty close to his home. Yeah. Shout out to Ocean Township High School, nine and zero this year. Wow, let's Shout go, out to them. dude. They must be ranked like top O-T-H-S five in the state. OTHS football. I don't know what the rank is in the state, but but I know that they went undefeated this year. Good for them, dude. Yeah, they are a small school too. We only have like t- maybe twelve hundred kids in the class, not even like. Yeah, yeah, probably twelve hundred kids uh-huh. in the whole school. Uh-huh. Not the class, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. They they can ball. Those cats can ball. Hell yeah, Coach Klein. Um, yeah, Titans Texans. This Mario could... Williams. Yes, yes. He's an alumni. <laughs> he is an alumni. <laughs> yes, dude, a wealthy alumni. Very um, wealthy alumni. So this this kind of, this is surprising. Like I would have thought the Titans would be favored by more than just two points against mm-hmm. the Texans. Um, but at the same time, Damian Pierce has been a revelation for the Texans. Like he is, he is probably one of the better rookie running backs in the NFL this year, along with Brees Hall. But of course, Brees' season is over. Um, but Pierce has has really come alive, dude. I've been very impressed with him. I mean, he's sixth in the NFL right now for rushing yards. Wow. Um, you know his his longest run. He does have. Uh, the second longest run this season for um, for rushing. So I mean that's that's fantastic. Um, also shout out to Kenny Walker. He has the third longest run. That him ends a beast for the Seahawks right now. So glad we have him. Rookie. Yes. Yeah. Rookie. Rookie. Yep. 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 So this this year's class with Brees Hall, 
Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's too bad that's that's that studs. Only, only two out of those three have a fucking intact ACL. Yes, yes, true. That's, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Get well soon, Brees. Right, right. Get well soon. I hope your career flourishes when you come back. And yes. Next season is a brand yes. new year for you. But so, um, anyway, <coughs> back to the t- Tennessee Titans and why they're favored by two. It's because... The Tennessee offense hasn't really shown that much. Shown what they can do. I mean, Derrick Henry's finally coming alive. Yeah, he is. But <coughs> excuse me, um, Davis Mills is probably a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill is right now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it is the battle of very I mean, mediocre they are quarterbacks. Twenty ninth in passing yards, one hundred and sixty five and a half. Damn. Yeah. Their their offense really hasn't changed much in the past few years. Like no, they do not steer away from that run dominant offense. Yeah, but when you're not running the ball well, when you're not top 10 run team, and you're not passing the ball well, you're just not going to score. Yeah. So I think that's why they're only two and a half point favorites. Makes sense. On the road, I still like them against the Texans. Yeah. I still yeah. do. Okay. I'm taking Houston here. All right, so finally got some parity. Yes. Are you taking yes. that just because, or do you actually believe that's going to happen? I'm taking that because Damian Pierce is fantastic. Like they are Pierce. playing at, at home, um, and they... They need to redeem themselves for these four losses, yeah. so I think they can they can get get her done. Got DP we'll double see. penetration Pierce. That's right, Good dude. For him. That's right. What Good a name! Him. All right, Commanders and the Colts. Matt Ryan will not be playing against his old team. Well, thank God he looked terrible last week, dude. Yeah, he was hurt. Apparently, he was hurt. Yeah, he had an injury. Yeah, he's 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 had a roller coaster of a season, dude. Just going up and down. It it doesn't stop. Um, it's been a really Really uh, poor start to the season for for Matt Ryan, despite some some games. Um, I mean, he's he's just in, inconsistent. Yeah, um, it's been a tough start. Yeah, really, really, really tough start. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought Matt Ryan played for the Commanders. Say so he's playing against his former team. <laughs> I fucked that one up. You're fine. I mean, I fucked up uh, at the very beginning, saying the Bucks were. Um, we're playing the wrong opponents, so uh, we, we are only human. Yeah, only all. human after all. Yep, yep. Only human after all. <laughs> but yeah, che- so checking back in on his injury. Yes, yes. Looking for I'm not on the injury report right now. So, coach head coach Matt Ryan, Colts head coach Matt Ryan, said he's dealing with a grade two sprain of his right shoulder. So that's his throwing arm. Probably not going to be throwing in this game. Yes, like, he's definitely out. Very true. Definitely Very true. Out. So, Sam Erlinger? Is that you say his last name? Erlinger. Erlinger. Erlinger? Erlinger? <laughs> all, Erlinger? All I know is he's from Texas. He's from he, Texas. He can ball. He can dude. sling it. He can sling it. He can sling it, but he hasn't shown anything. We haven't seen anything he can do. No. In the NFL quite no. yet. So, I like Heineke, who's a fucking warrior, by the way. He, he is, balls. Dude. He, 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 he plays his heart out every week. Yeah. Had a pretty good start last week as well. He really did. 20 for 33, 201 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Battle mm-hmm. to keep him in the game. Yes, yes. And, they, and no, they, they, they beat the Packers last week. Oh, yes, yeah, yes they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came yeah. out with the dub for yep. the Washington Commanders. Yep. I like him to keep it going. NFC East, best conference in the NFL right now. They'll be 4-4. Four and four Yeah. We got it this week. Okay. Make that division a bit more I'm about to set some parlays, picking the outside picks. Yes. Honestly, the Steelers are probably going to lose, but... Um, <laughs> I'm still going with it. Yeah, why not, dude? Why, why not? not? I'm going to go with the Commanders here as well. Um, Damn, I'm okay. a big fan of... Fading the Colts? Of Heineke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the the Colts, I mean, they're... They have... They've got a quarterback, man. Like It's yeah, so hard to win a league without a quarterback. Right, right. I mean, they, they touch the wall every play. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, without one that, that tears it up, it's really hard to score points. It is. Really it hard is. to score points these days. Yeah. So Niners Rams. I think this will be. This has the potential to be the game of the weekend. Um, you know, with the Rams having such a uh, uh, inconsistent offense, having so much to prove right right now, and, and the Niners are just absolutely steadfast on on defense. This is going to be quite the matchup here to watch um, to see if Cooper Cup can really maintain his presence as the best wide, wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, so the Rams are coming off a much-needed win against the Panthers after right. dropping two in a row right. to drop below 500 for the first time. Um, and uh, Coach, sorry, McVay 
Mm-hmm. His career, actually. Right. Well, sorry. The first time he was was against his first loss against the Bills. So it's the second time ever being below 500. Right. Uh, after quickly bouncing back. And, and um, yeah, I, I think that they're, they're going to come out this week with the win. Uh, Jimmy G and the Niners have been playing well. Um, they looked competitive in the first half last week against the Chiefs, but then ultimately could not hang with uh, the Chiefs' explosive offense. Mm-hmm. Now, Christian McCaffrey is going to be a little bit more well-versed on the Niners' playbook, so you're going to see him involved a lot more in the offense. He, he um, can play more than <coughs> 20 snaps. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the combination with him and Debo and Brandon Ayuk, I mean, that's a triple-head attack right there. That's yeah. going to be pretty tough to stop for for, for any defense. Which right. Which is why I think the Niners are favored by one and a half. But the Rams at home, despite the fact that it's going to be half Niners fans there, and there's no real home field advantage for the L.A. Rams. No, there's Sorry, not. Sorry, Rams, but you guys are fucked as far as that. Yes. Um, I believe that, 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 that they're going to win this game outright as well, back at home. Get above I like 500. That pick. Four and I three. like that pick. Okay, right on. Giants, Seahawks here. I'm definitely picking the Seahawks. See, like I think um, that this is the game of the week. Yeah? Right here. Yeah, I mean, no, no one thinks the Giants are for real. Uh-huh. Right? And frankly, no one knows if Geno Smith is just fucking... Faking it right now, or if he's absolutely just tearing it up because he has been tearing up other teams. He's like, he's a, a top ten passer. He, yeah, he's not only been you know a, a suitable backup playing as a starter, but he's single handedly dismantling defenses. He is, dude. He's he is a, a like resurrected version of what he was doing at West Virginia right now. Right, it's incredible. Back in the day, what, what I'm, I'm, Smith has and done. I mean he's he's played for. Ten years in the NFL now, and this is really his his first year where he's he's blossomed into a quarterback with so much potential, so much already proven, which is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's completing seventy three and a half percent of his passes. Leads the NFL. Yeah, he's he's got eleven uh-huh. touchdowns. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, the man's on fire. QBR right now, he is. six point eight. Yeah, he is absolutely balling. But yeah, I think the Giants' defense does not get enough credit. Um, right now in points against their sixth with 18.6. Good point. Um, okay. the, they do have, again, a great rushing attack with Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. who's got 726 rushing yards. They have the average second most rushing guards in the whole league. Right. Daniel Jones is proving that he can also use his legs and make big plays. He's also solved his fumbling issues that he's had in years past. So he's not he's turned the ball so over as much. Prone. Not only that, but he's doing it with a really, really – Subpar offensive line, so we haven't really mm-hmm. seen what Daniel Jones can actually accomplish when he is going to get protection. Right. So it makes this game really intriguing because again, like, are the Giants for real? And is Geno Smith ever going to come back down to earth this year, or is he going to keep on carrying? Which I think is personally an overachieving Seahawks team. Yes. Right now, uh, I mean, I'm I love to see it. Um, right now, the spread is is at uh, minus three favoring the Seahawks. Man, I, I like the Giants again here. Okay. Maybe even a money line pick because I think that they're they're going to advance to seven and one. Uh, unfortunately, because that wow. is a legitimate team. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Um, I'm going to pick the Seahawks here. I love them at at home. That that twelfth fan, twelfth man is always a big presence. Pumped to go um, to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I mean, Kenny Walker has has been an absolute stud ever nice. since taken over for Rashad Penny. So, I mean, um, I, I definitely like the, the Hawks here. Certainly biased, but um, but now that you, you brought up all those points with both teams having to prove something, kind of this this being a mystery game, mm-hmm. it certainly has as implications to be one of the best matchups this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's got a yeah. lot of intrigue. Sure. A lot of sure. intrigue. And, and the boys under Brian Dable, I mean, they... They love playing for him. The G-Men. Yeah. yeah for yes. The G-Men yes. are back. So you said you're going to this game. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. I'm pumped to go to our game. Oh, yes. Yes. Against the, Me too. Uh, against the Rams. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That might be a cold game. I'm really hoping January. these teams are first and second. Maybe like God, a game that, apart. That would be fun, dude. Because then, yes. one, it makes the price of our ticket even better. Uh-huh. You know, maybe they won't go to scalp it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watch them home instead. No. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely pumped to go. Yeah. And especially if it's, even more, if it's meaningful, which right now is kind of lining up to be, because I think the Rams will hang around. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I don't think they're going to get so far back in the division where it's going to be hopeless. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. at that point, I think it's, we're going on, on week 17. 
So um, if, as as long as they're like I said, fighting for a wild card spot, or even better if they're one two in the standings, it's it, it's going to be a great vibe, great atmosphere, and and you know, really get to experience the twelfth man of Seattle, the fear, so true. the daunted, yes, twelfth man of Seattle. Don't I'm, drink and drive, folks. I really think um, the the NFC West is is arguably one of the more competitive divisions this year. I mean, two teams are four and three, or I'm sorry, the Seahawks are first place at, at four and three. Rams are three and three, and then, and then the Niners and Cards are, th- are three and four. I mean, there's so much up for grabs yet in that division, so that'll be fun to see how it plays out. Over the rest of the season, yeah, it's nothing compared to the NFC beast, though, man. NFC beast, NFC beast is <laughs> the beast this year. Even the commanders, yeah, sure. even the commanders, they are rising four, to the challenge. They could become four and four. Yep, five hundred team. Yep, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, moving to Sunday night football. This is going to be a snoozer of a game. Yes, in my opinion. Yes, the Do Bills you- are going to stomp the Packers at home. The headline here is that spread, dude. Yes. Bills are favored by almost 12, which is not, not a surprise. Digits. That is the biggest spread of the weekend. I'm I not going to fade Aaron Rodgers, but I'm definitely going to pick the Bills. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, <laughs> who would have thought that the Packers-Bills game um, would be favoring the Bills by 11.5 going into the season? You know, mm-hmm. Just thinking about how poor... The pack has has played. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show this this past week, just mm-hmm. blaming his entire team for the mistakes they're making, mm-hmm. dropping too many balls, mm-hmm. not paying attention in the the huddle, just not being professionals. It's like he's he's not at fault for any of this, mm-hmm. which of course you have to say that he is. I mean, he's just been mediocre at at best. I mean, they certainly have some some issues with their wide receivers trying to stay healthy on that team. You know, when Alan Lazard is your number one, you know you're kind of in deep shit. Yeah, I think he's still taking a little too much peyote. You, know, <laughs> you mean the I- I- ayahuasca? I- I- yeah, ayahuasca. Ah! I- yeah, that, or he needs to go on a fucking no- another spiritual trip and the goddamn deep journey. down yes. inside yes. and be like, okay, maybe it's not just them. Granted, <laughs> drop passes, that's true. You know, O-line got a block for you. True. And everyone's got their job to do. Mm-hmm. But there's eleven guys on the field, eleven guys on the other side. Right. And it's never ever just one person as to reason why the machine isn't working. Very true. And that's very. I mean, I'll say it's very rarely where you can just just one cog right uh-huh. in this in this uh, machine that that was once well oiled with Matt Lafleur and the Green Bay Packers, and, and maybe Lafleur just being out coached. I mean. And just ridden the coattails of a great all-time great quarterback of Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah, you know it, it boils yeah. down a lot of things. Maybe they're not preparing great with film. You know, maybe the defensive coaches aren't doing their job as far as getting the defense ready to go up against their matchups. Right. So, I mean, it's such a again, it's such a complex game that has so many aspects to it that mm-hmm. yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure what he's saying has has some validity to it. I mean, without a doubt, you have to take his opinion seriously. He's been sure. on that team for the better part of, well, I think it's uh, uh, 16 years. Yeah, 15, the man, 15 years. The man knows what he's talking about. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's going to have an opinion, and it's probably, I'm not saying it's going to be right all the time, but it's going to have, you know, some strength and power behind his word. Yes. Um, but you're starting to wonder now, if by pointing on his fingers, he's going to start losing some of his teammates in the locker room. Good point. Because you don't want that. No, no, you don't. Once he starts losing his receivers, I mean, he's like, I don't give a fuck about Aaron. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to play for the man. Yeah, but at the same time, I think NFL is one of those sports where if you're not doing your job, you're going to get cut, and the someone else is going to take your job right away. Oh yeah, so most of them, unless you're someone like an Aaron Rodgers caliber player, you know, with that kind of pedigree, you know, your job's always on the line. The next man up mentality. Alan Lazard needs to continue to play. Reed Randall Cobb, who's a seasoned veteran with right. Rodgers, still has to fight for a spot. Yep, yep. Nothing is ever guaranteed in this league. So yeah, I think they did think the Bills cover. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say the the Packers keep it under eleven and a half. Ooh, maybe ten. Okay, like okay. like yeah, fair enough. Like thirty-one twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, thirty-one. Sure, sure. Like that. I like that. But it's gonna be a, a commanding. Like they might score twenty-one. End of the fourth quarter, right? Just right. Like making it closer now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, the Bills will be in command the whole way. No doubt. Whole Bengals, way. Browns here. Monday night. 
Monday night, dude. Okay, so the Bengals offense has been fire the it past has. few weeks. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, that, that connection is finally hooked up. Joe Burrow's second right now in the NFL in passing yards. Okay. Despite also um, arguably leading the league. Or, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, he's he's thrown five picks. So the man has certainly had his fair share of turnovers, mm-hmm. especially to start off the year. But um, I love watching the Jamar Chase-Joe Burrow connection. I mean, college teammates from LSU, their, their offense is firing on all cylinders. Pretty much the only part of the Browns that is a redeeming quality on their offense is is Nick Chubb, who, of course, leads the league in rushing. But besides that, dude, Browns don't really have, have much. David Njoku's out, so their their best tight end, arguably, you know, a, a top 10 tight end in, in the league is out. So mm-hmm. that's that's a huge blow mm-hmm. to their, their receiving hopes and dreams. Um, so definitely taking Cincy here. You know, man, I'm going to pick the opposite of you. Uh, despite the fact the Browns have a shitty record, all right, they've been in every single game yeah. that that they've lost. In fact, they choked extremely hard to the Jets in the game they should have won. They beat the Steelers, and you lose to the Falcons by three. That was last second kick. You lose to the Chargers by two. You lose to the Patriots. Yeah, Belichick had your number there, and then lose to the Browns again by three. Mm-hmm. So all together, you know, three out of their five losses are by a combined four points. Yeah, which is crazy. That Plus is. divisional matchup um, with the with the Browns' heavy running attack. I feel that this one's just going to be a freaking slugfest. Um, not only that, but they're playing at home, which I think is actually going to give them quite the advantage. Because you know the the, the 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 Browns faithful have always come out in full support of the Browns. True, they have so, a very loyal fan base. Yeah, no they're doubt. just going to play a grind out game. All right, Jacoby Brissett's going to be handing off the ball a lot. He's just going to manage and do the best that they can to keep, like you said, this highly potent offense of Joe Burrow and Tamar Chase off the field as much as they can. Right. And and then, plus, with Kareem Hunt as a, as like a one-two punch with Chubb, yeah. you know, they don't even have to put the ball in the air if they really don't want to. True. And, and like Amari Cooper has proven to be a very much viable number one receiver in the team, too. Yes. I mean, yes. He's, uh, let's try to look up some stats here for, for the Coop trade. All right, he's got uh, 34 receptions for four tutties, 422 yards. Again, not like groundbreaking numbers right now. Right. But it's definitely suitable for a number a, a number one wideout, especially without a number one quarterback. Exactly. Throwing him the ball. Exactly. And then once Deshaun Watson comes back, you know, it's going to be uh, not a smooth transition, but looking into next year, I think the Browns finally put it together then. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But this week against the Bengals at home, go Browns. Okay, okay. All right. Well, let's move from that segment of talking about the NFL to a brand new segment that you actually had texted me about before the show. I thought yeah. it was a fantastic idea called WTF. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? <laughs> so these are um, uh, kind of coming through the headlines of sports finding the weirder stuff that actually does happen, believe it or not. Um, so we have a few stories to talk about. you want to touch on, on Mike Evans here first? Sure. What the fuck, Mike Evans? <laughs> All what right. Dumbass, dude. You and the and, and the officials, frankly, are, are really putting up a bad image. Yes. When you're exchanging, quote-unquote, numbers of a golf pro. Right. When Mike Evans lives in Tampa Bay and there's golf pros everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. their reasoning was, you know, they're both A&M alumni. So basically the official knew a guy mm-hmm. that could help give Mike Evans golf lessons. Right. At least that was right. the official narrative from the NFL. Yep. And frankly, I, I watched the video. It didn't look as menacing as people made it out to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see the one official grab a piece of paper from a different official and just basically have... Um, uh, basically, or, or wrote something down for Mike Evans, and then gave him that to the paper. You know, p- people were like, you know, they should be doing this behind closed doors. And then I thought to myself, well, it doesn't look that much better <laughs> if they're doing this in private as well. I mean, right. To right. be to to be fair, they shouldn't be doing this at all. Or or you know, somehow Mike Evans can probably get that official personal cell phone number and just text him about it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the safest route. Yes. Like, hey. It's Mike Evans. <laughs> you got that guy's number? 
But what wow. some people were, uh, were saying, though, is on the radio, were like, you think they're really talking about golf on the field? And in my mind was having been on enough sidelines, yeah. Sometimes the officials and players talk about the most random things out there. <laughs> they really will. Right. They really will. Like, I've heard officials talk to players about like, how they're doing in class uh, just because it, it, it would... It would it would come up somehow where a player would be like, yeah, like, that call is bad as my grade, sir. And they'd be like, how are you doing in class? You know, and then they start going around random conversation. Like, right, right. It's crazy what they start talking about. So That's funny. That I actually can believe where mm-hmm. Mike Evans would maybe ingest golf to a fish and be like, hey, you know where I got golf lessons from? And the fish would be like, yeah, I do know a guy. I could totally see that happening. Sure, sure. Okay, I like that. Um, so Mac Jones, this is a pretty interesting story. Um, potentially Bailey Zappi would have never seen the field if the Mac Jones interception had might not have hit that that wire from ESPN. Allegedly, allegedly. So the, there's a video out there that looks like it may have altered his trajectory. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. Perhaps. Right. It, it looks like that it may have. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Very vague. <laughs> looks like that it may have altered its trajectory <laughs> a slight bit. But maybe the ball is still on the throne at that point. Like, sure. You don't know. You sure. Don't know. I mean, if it did alter it, it altered it very little. But, you know, football is obviously a game of inches. It so is, it's it's entirely possible. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Um, Kind of a side note into how bad Mac Jones actually played. Yeah. You know, he he can't blame that that one throw on a potential wire interference that that was 15 feet above the ground. And then Bailey Zappi came in and threw, two, and threw two touchdown passes. So like he looked red hot when he came on the field. Like what do you want him to do? Yeah, right. He, right. he came in firing. He's like, yep. not going to lose this job now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> came out gunslinging. Yes, yes, very true. Okay, so moving on, Manhattan, the university. Um, they fired their coach, Steve Mazzelio, um, just a couple days before the basketball season begins. It's fucking wild. That's crazy. So um, they really had no explanation for why they fired him besides the fact that they rejected a contract extension on, on his behalf. You know, he had asked for one. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, so one of his top players is threatening to leave the school and just transfer elsewhere. He has offers, or at least interest from Oregon, K-State, Texas. Yeah, um, so he says. So he says. So he says. Well, wanting to enter that transfer portal. and That's the Mac. Um, it is the Mac, Who dude. the fuck cares? With the Mac. The Mac. The Mac. <laughs> I used to work in a Mac school. <laughs> they actually have decent basketball. St. Peter's, everyone knows the story from last year. They're the reigning champ. Right. They won the tournament, and then they went far. They went to the Sweet 16. Yep, right. yep, yep. Right. Yeah, they were uh, a 15 seed. A 15 seed, seed yeah. yeah, yeah. 15 yeah. seed. Upset like Kentucky. Yes, that's round. right. That was dude. crazy. That's right. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. fucking crazy. So just, just wild. Like to break up your team chemistry days before the season begins. Yeah. Why do you fire a head coach? But I mean, so fr- frankly, like sometimes the head coach doesn't really do that much coaching. They can be more of a figurehead. But I feel like in a, in a Mac school, the guy, the head coach, will be doing a lot of coaching because you know he's not just having a Coach K resume or something like that, where he trusts his assistants a lot. Right, right. But I've been in the basketball practice, especially college basketball practice, to know that the assistants are the ones usually running the majority of the drills. Right. Well, they'll be spending a lot more of the time, like actually interacting with the players and running practices, mm-hmm. where the coach will usually design the practice and then you know probably step in for some of it, um, but isn't the direct one in charge for the majority of the practice. Sure. You know, at least not from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen like King Rice, Tad Boyle, uh, Derek Kellogg, you know, all, all three guys, head coaches, all three guys coach in different ways. Um, you know, someone like DK was really hands-on. Like you hop in and start actually hopping like pooping with them a little bit. Right on. Um, it, it'd be kind of, kind of crazy. Um, but, but yeah, so like, it, is it crazy? Yes. Is it un, in unfathomable? No. Uh, can Manhattan still have success without their head coach or former head coach? Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. they can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Does, did it mention who's going to step in? Danger? Was that one of the assistants? Well, because I mean they're not going to hire someone until next year, so I imagine that one of the assistants would get promoted. Yes. Yes. Um, shoot, I'm trying to find that now. 
Maybe they just haven't announced it yet, especially if it's fresh news. Yeah, I mean, the news really focused on the fact that he was fired. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, that Jose Perez, uh, the the best player on that team, also selected as preseason player of the year in the MAC. MAC! Yes, I love it, I love it. Yeah, we, I don't see anything about his um, replacement right now. So, uh, re- remains to be seen. A, a story to, to keep all, all eyes on. Um, so moving forward, Wisconsin women's volleyball team. Wow. Uh, the, the, this is just more of a shout out to them for uh, breaking the uh, NCAA rec- uh, attendance record. Yes. 16,833 people in attendance. Good for you, ladies. I yes. think your marketing campaign has worked extremely well. If you're yep. curious about what I'm talking about, you can just Google it. <laughs> let's, let's, I like it. Let's move on. I like it. I like it. Okay. Moving on to the World Series here. So we have the Phillies going up against the dreaded Astros. Um, I mean, I, I guess depending on where you're from in the in the in America, you might hate both teams. I hate both teams. Uh, yes, sir. I I know I hate the Astros just because they play in the AL West. They've been longtime rivals of the Mariners. They cheat a lot. And uh, hate for, Philly for those reasons alone. Not a big fan of the Astros. The fucking shit city. <laughs> it's the worst city in the world. Uh, and if you think about it, the past two times the Phillies have won the World Series in 1980 and 2008, Eight. there has been a recession. Yeah, it preceded a massive economic collapse. <laughs> so uh, let's let's hope for our sake that that the Astros win. Although there is a recession on on the horizon, I'm sure. But um, who, who are you picking on the series, though? Yes, who, who's gonna win? Um, I'm picking the Astros. You know, I'm going to pick Philadelphia just because they're going to ride this fucking wave. You know, I hate to say yeah. it. Yeah? Yeah, they're on fire. The pitching staff is good enough. Uh-huh. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola are laying it down 1-2. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, like, they're going to get the job done. Sure. Okay. They're going to okay. get the job done. So six you... games. Philly and six, they, they win at home. Okay. Okay. So they, they might be kind of reminiscent of that 2019 run from the Nationals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of a very underrated, under-the-radar team going up against the Astros, too. Yep. And winning. Yep. Philadelphia's going to find a fucking way. I hate to say it. Yeah. Fuck that city. Fuck that the city. Team's gonna, team's going to win, though. Although Bryce Bryce Harper did probably have the moment of his career. He's like, I, I just did that. Yes. Yeah. I just did that. I just did that. Holy shit. Holy dude. shit. You know what I enjoy I the most about baseball, what? just as a sport, is watching the crowd's reaction when something like that happens. Well, especially in the playoffs in October. I yes. Mean, you, it's you, electric. You get into the dog days of summer, and you need people at the stadium around like, hey, watching the game. Yeah. Dude, they're just getting drunk. Yeah. 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 <coughs> it's more of a social event. But now that every pitch like quite literally matters, Yes, the game is electric. That's why people love October. Uh-huh. People love October. Uh-huh. Did, do you want to touch on the NHL? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Hell yeah, dude. I, I will tell you, I watched my first <coughs> game of the season uh, this evening, actually, before I came over, Islanders-Rangers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Islanders won. Uh-huh. Upset them. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Upset them. Yeah, so hockey season. We're in full swing. Just begun. Devils fan. Eight. I uh, got eight points on the year. Four and three. Hot start. Yeah, they're taking on the Stanley Cup champions uh, Friday night. So we're going to see where they're at. Uh, frankly, Devils, tale of two teams, they either repeat what they're doing from last year and suck, or they have periods of greatness where they can totally dominate. they got a lot of speed, a lot of youth, a lot of talent. I'm pumped up for the rest of the year. I am praying that they can just get to 90 points, make a playoff spot, and then you get bumped in the first round, so be it. But I think this team is built to excel in the future. This year, like I said, playoff hopeful. Probably not going to win the cup, but they can get in and they can go make a run. Raising that that bar from seasons past then for the expectations. Yeah, I mean, expectations were high last year too, and they've really underachieved. And right now, I see. they're technically still underachieving. Like they can, they are a lethal team. Like I said, they got speed, they got talent, they got young talent. Um, Dawson Mercer in his second year. Like I said, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, um, all all those guys. Can go out and score. Sharon Govich, Tomas Tatar is a veteran president. They got Andre Palat, like I said, who won two Stanley Cups with Tampa Bay already. So they got young guys and veterans. And usually when you combine those two, mm-hmm. it turns out to be a really good team. Yes. Because you get guys that are hungry playing with guys that know the game. And 
that's a great recipe for success for any hockey team. No doubt. So I'm really, really pumped for that. No doubt. Find out on Friday. Yep. All right, so big shout-out here to Phil Kessel. He is the Iron Man of hockey, one yeah. of the few stories I've paid a- attention to in the NHL. Yeah. Um, but playing 990 games in a row, uh-huh. consecutive, dating back to 2006, dude. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, he looks like a shell of himself. And his picture looks crazy. <laughs> he looks like a trucker. He's like bald. I gotta see this. Phil Kessel. He played uh, with Sidney Crosby, right? Kessel, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. He, he's, he's played for... Oh my god, he does, he, dude. He's played for the Coyotes, played the Predators, Look at uh, that, man. the Bruins... Um, like I said, the Penguins. It's it's honestly hard to believe that he's 35 years old. He looks like he's in his late 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For people that that, that don't know, <laughs> he kind of looks like uh, that that one comedian that got uh, what's his name, Louis C.K. Oh, a, a, he kind of looks bit. like Louis. A C. little K. bit. Uh huh. I can see that. Yeah, he's he has a nice balding patch. Oh, a massive. Oh yes, patch. dude. Oh yes. So, a question that I brought up today, actually, uh, was what's more impressive, the 990 straight hockey games or the 2,100 straight baseball games? Ooh, from Cal Ripken. Yeah. Ooh. Because it's literally double. Yeah. Like, it's more than double. Yeah. Granted, baseball, people say it's not as physical of a sport, but you're talking about 2,185 straight games not missing a single game over like a 18 year career that is absolutely amazing and in a sport where injury is common just because of overuse right or at least you'll take a day off uh-huh because it's a 162 game schedule right and that is a lot of baseball god that's so a lot people, of baseball, people will dude. say you can be out of shape and play yes and no mm-hmm. you have to be able to mm-hmm. withstand the grind of the year yes and it grinds and Cal Ripken um, correct me if I'm wrong but he was a catcher right uh, shortstop shortstop Okay, okay. Shortstop. I should know that. Come on now. Cal Ripken, that's shortstop, dude. What a beast. What a beast. Yeah, he played 8,243 consecutive innings. Wow. Truly earning that nickname of the Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. That's right. 25, let's see. How, how many years was he in there? I guess... Oh, sorry. Ripken did 2,632 games. Lou Gehrig did 2,100. So he shattered the record by 500 games. Wow. Basically, paid three extra seasons worth of games. That's absolutely amazing. Dude. I know. That is I absolutely know. amazing. Played with, with only one team his entire so, career. It's almost triple than what Phil Kessel had. Because yeah. 2,600 and he, and, and he had yeah, just, just under 1,000. Right, right, right. So yeah, like it's hard to tell which feat's more impressive. You know, hockey, like, you know, more physical game. It's faster. Sure. You know, you you take you take literal pucks to the teeth. You get into fights. You know, you're having high speed collisions. Uh, you know, baseball like a little bit less wear and tear overall. But man, both streaks extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick one, what would you pick? I would pick Cal Cal Ripken, dude. Because I mean, that is. That is so many years. That's a lot. It's dedication to your craft. It's staying in shape to play yeah. shortstop, arguably the most athletic position on in in the infield. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I think what's what's also just as impressive is the fact that he played for only one team his entire yeah. career. That is a loyal loyal athlete. Yeah. Because you don't see that nowadays. Mm-hmm. I thought Tom Brady was was going to retire with with the the Patriots, but yeah. you know. I, 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 a lot of us did. Yes. Had had to come to an end sometime. So kudos to you, Cal Ripken. You're a badass. But also, Phil, um, you might want to get a hair transplant, but you're you're doing fantastic work too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's it's tough for me to say, but I, I also have to go with just twenty six hundred straight games. Mm-hmm. Baseball or not. That's yes. a long freaking that's a long freaking Time, yeah, dude. Holy that's, shit! I mean, that's a huge schedule, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of games. I mean, mm-hmm. it's three, almost three times the amount. Like I said, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. All right, let's dip into our monologues. Just dip our toes, get our feet wet. Did you prep one? You got. I sure it? did. All right, nice. I sure did. Nice. It's on a uh, player who I absolutely despise. Um, I know my monologue two weeks ago was on a player whom I love. Yeah. 
Mr. J Tuck. But yeah. um, this week has to be focused on Cristiano Ronaldo in the world of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's such a lone wolf on his team. I mean, does does not give a shit that he plays with with other players or the fact that soccer is a team sport. Um, it's just it it always has to be about him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, whenever he makes the headlines now, it's about him being selfish because he walked off the field um, when Manchester United won against uh, the Tottenham Spurs two weeks ago. Um, he just walked off the field during the game because um, the United's manager asked him to come in as a sub. Cristiano was disgraced at the, at the, at the idea of, of himself even being a substitute with his his fantastic um, career as, I mean, arguably one of the best players in the world, if not the history of the sport. But, um, dude, you, 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 got, you have to do what's best for your team. You really do. And if that means coming on to the pitch with 30 minutes left as a super sub, then do it, dude. Bite the bullet and be a team player. That's that's what, all I got to say. I mean, I'm, I know uh, United offered him as a free transfer this, this past summer, which is essentially like trying to give him away for free. <laughs> that's kind of what, what they wanted to do. And uh, from what I, I understand from the recent re- reports, he's, he's come back onto level terms with their manager. They're, they're both, they both seem to be in the right headspace now, um, agreeing to his, his role on the team. So I just, um, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens to him and the team mm-hmm. the rest of this year. But, um, Cristiano, don't be a dick, dude. <laughs> well said, Sam. <laughs> well, well said. I agree. Like, Thank you, sir. Cristiano, just you got enough money. Yes, you got all the records. You got a huge fan base. I think you're probably the most popular athlete in the whole world. Yeah, just based upon the popular side. Probably the most followed athlete on on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although you know. Tom Brady, he's the GOAT. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the other monologue here. Uh, today we're going to talk about Aaron Judge. All right, Aaron Judge had a... He's had a rough postseason career. And, and I bring this up because I question how this is going to affect his contract that he's going to get hitting the free agency, hitting the open market. So right now, according to sportsnot.com, all right, he's projected to make about $360 million, so $40 million a year. All right, uh, they think it's going to be at, at least a nine-year deal. So his next contract will probably be the last thing he plays for. All right. Right. So in the playoffs, uh, he's batting two eleven overall. He has struck out. 66 times out of 171 plate appearances. Yikes. So about a third of the time. And this past postseason, you know, after quite literally carrying the Yankees to the AL East Division crown, right? I mean, he was, I think, only one ten thousandth of a point away from at least tying the batting average leader to, to be like a triple crown in oh. air quotes leader, uh, winner this year. Right, because he also batted, or he 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 was slashing. I believe it was three eleven, uh, four twenty five, six eighty six. Obviously, sixty two home runs, right? One hundred thirty one RBIs, sixteen steals, and then really impressively, is eleven and a half wins above replacement, which is is anything above double digits is incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, if you stick in the playoffs and you you know peak in the regular season. How much is that going to diminish his value? Diminish his value. Now teams are definitely going to go out and spend the money on him. I mean, they've shown they're going to spend money on anybody that has any real possibility of turning a franchise around. I mean, right. Look at Jacoby Ellsbury. You, you know, he was getting paid twenty-eight million dollars a year to sit on the bench, and he got a ten-year deal. All right, that's one of the biggest busts ever. All right, Shohei Otani, an- another guy that's probably going to, when he enters free agency, is going to be you know making forty million dollars plus a year. Right. Right. So this contract that gets set up for Aaron Judge is really going to shape the next contracts for guys like Jacob Degrom, Aaron, Ed- Edwin Diaz, you know those those all star players. Um, 
But you got to factor in his postseason performance. So is he going to be worth $40 million to a franchise? Despite the fact that he's proven so far, at least, that he cannot continue to carry the load into the postseason. You know, his best year postseason-wise, numbers-wise, was 2018 when he batted 421. He had three home runs, four RBIs, but only in five games. You know, this past year, like I said, batted 131. Obviously, Andrew, 184. I mean, that's just unacceptable yeah. for Aaron Judge to do. Very true. If the near Yankees want to continue to pay the man to play in pinstripes. Very true. Impressive, though, the Yankees have been to the playoffs the past six years. Yes, they have. Damn. I mean, they're a perennial postseason team. Yeah. It's postseason or bust for them. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, that'll be but interesting. Yeah, they, they basically peaked that little run in 2017. Right. That was, right. That was when they peaked the most. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the... The clanging, banging garbage cans. Yes. We got him. Oh, my goodness, dude. Got him! Yikes. Yikes. No, that, that was 2019 they got him, actually? Yeah. 2019. 2019. Yeah, Correct. Correct. Clanging, banging garbage cans. But still. They got him. <laughs> <laughs> a win's a win, dude. A win's a win. Oh, shit. Folks, thank you so much for, for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Once yeah, we again, appreciate it. it is a pleasure to put this out on the, on the airwaves. Always a good time with my friend... Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll uh, you know not need another bye week next week. Yes, Sam. yes. <laughs> Be consistent. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune it out. Cheers.